0: Gabbert, three step drop, got a man over the middle, touchdown! And Bobby coming back and finding a bit of a shock. You don't think Gabbert doesn't have a strong arm? You got to look at that film right there because he drilled it in there for the touchdown.
1: The Huskies got out to an early lead against Miami of Ohio last week, but ultimately gave up their second halftime lead in three MAC games, falling short to the Red Hawks 27-24. With some key players out and more potentially missing action soon, NIU hopes to get back to 500 in conference with a homecoming win this weekend against the winless Akron Zips. It is a one-man Northern Star Red Black football podcast. I'm James Krause, normally joined by Mike Knapp, Mike is currently out of the country. He will be back next week. In the meantime, tons of news to talk about coming out of this week's weekly press conference from Thomas Hammock and the NIU Huskies. Antonio Jones Davis and Antoine Walker, two big defensive players out for the season now for NIU. And what started with three potentially all-conference linebackers is now down to none. The linebacking core now, it appears, for NIU will be Marshae Terry converting over again from safety to linebacker as he did earlier this year. Vinny Labus and Jordan Cole who last week missed the Miami of Ohio game along with wide receiver Tyrese Ritchie with a suspension. The cornerbacks now in place of Walker will be McKee and Devin Haney. Also injured this past week at Miami of Ohio, Ross Bowers the quarterback for the Huskies is in concussion protocol no official word yet on if he will miss any time due to his injury he left the game in the second quarter after a particularly nasty fall on a tackle that saw him limp on the ground for or go limp on the ground for a second and then struggled to get off the field he was there on the sidelines for the latter part of the game uh, but no word yet on if he will play Saturday Marcus Childers took his spot, scored three touchdowns for the Huskies. He would be a formidable starter certainly this weekend, but certainly could be a change in offensive philosophy for Thomas Hammock and the team. Despite Childers' three touchdowns, NIU struggled against Miami of Ohio in the second half offensively. Uh, They gave up the lead to Miami very quickly in the second half. They scored a last-second touchdown in the first half, did Miami of Ohio, before scoring on their first possession In the third quarter, uh, Marcus Childers responded with a touchdown. And then Miami responded with their own touchdown. NIU proceeded to not score on their next three possessions. And uh, that really caused problems for them. As late, they were down uh, three points with 244 left, but had to give the ball back to Miami of Ohio. They got the ball back with a little less than a minute and unfortunately weren't able to put anything together. Uh, Penalties which have normally plagued NIU in some losses. Not the case this week. The team only committed one penalty for five yards and they maintained time of possession for nearly 35 minutes. And they also did decent converting on third down. It just shows that the margin for error is very slim in uh, the Mid-American Conference. Miami of Ohio moves to 2-1. They now have a share of the East Division lead while in the West. NIU's Kind of grasping for straws now trying to get out of a hole they've put themselves in early they have a chance this weekend against akron we'll get into that game in a minute but first here's an interview with this week's player of the week ben leroy he returns from an injury he talks about some of those linebackers stepping up in place uh, for injured players we'll talk to him next third and seven for the chippewas Poljans completed only three passes and he's sacked back at the 31 Ben Leroy busting the party. A huge loss in the chips, forced a puck. Ben Leroy. Joining me now on the show is Ben Leroy. Ben, how are you doing?
0: I'm good. How are you?
1: So first off, uh, you got back into the the sort of the thick of it last week after uh, you missed a decent amount of time with an injury. What was it like kind of getting back into the flow of getting more reps in practice and getting more reps in the game?
0: Um, you just... Uh, like I said, it's just you don't really you don't really think about it too much. It's just that's how the game goes, and when it's time to get back out there, you're like, all right, let's get back going.
1: It's been a few games in a row where it's been decided by one score, be it one play that the uh, opposing team makes or one team that NIU has to make. What do you think has made some of these games so close in recent weeks?
0: Uh, we're, we've been going up against uh, good teams, and every week you just need to you need to bring your A game. It's the close games is just you learn, you get better, and see what you can do uh, for the next time.
1: We talked about uh, in the press conference how you've seen some of the young guys come along. How have you seen them come along in terms of what they're doing in practice and what they're doing in the game so far, especially at the linebacker position, where a lot of guys have gotten hurt so far this year.
0: Uh, everyone who's everyone who's played now they've really stepped it up stepped into their role they get get in for extra film do all the little things necessary for them to do well on saturdays
1: uh going into homecoming week is there any added chaos of of homecoming week we know donna was telling us a lot of guys have advisory meetings this week outside of the homecoming preparation what has this week kind of been like
0: uh to be honest it's just another week they just had a little festivities to it, but preparation is just another week.
1: Is there any ex- added excitement about homecoming, know that knowing that a lot of alumni are gonna be there and also a lot of people are bringing in their families?
0: Yeah, it's exciting getting to see all the um, all the extra family. You might not normally get to see all the alumni that make it back up for this one game, so it's a nice little touch to add to the game.
1: Going up against uh, Akron this week, uh, this is a team that comes in 0-7, but what are some things that even on film you say that their record may not show how dangerous their offense can be?
0: Uh, once you look at the film of them, they're, they're a very good football team. They give a lot of effort, they have a lot of speed, and just overall good players. So 0-7 doesn't really reflect uh, their record.
1: The team's been stopped from scoring a touchdown over the last two weeks what have you seen defenses do against them that have been able to cause some problems for them
0: uh just playing hard they're playing hard playing physical and just getting after them
1: is that sort of what you guys are trying to bring into this week playing a physical game and kind of wear down akron
0: that's what we we always try to we always try to play a physical game especially at D tackle that being the nature of the position so you always just try and you always just want to bring your a game each week
1: Ben Leroy, thanks again for joining us on the program. No problem. Have a good day. And so there you heard Ben Leroy talking about this coming week for NIU as they face Akron. It is homecoming week, so there is a little added pressure maybe to the stint against Akron this weekend, and maybe a little more in terms of outside of preparation work that they have to do. I know a ton of players this week had – advisory meetings that they had to attend to, and that's why Ben Leroy was actually the only player at this week's weekly press conference. That being said, uh, an Akron team that really has been on the ropes for a lot of this season, 0-7 so far this year. They haven't scored a touchdown since week five against Massachusetts, uh, a former MAC team, and that should be interesting to see if they can pull anything off against this NIU defense that was able to limit Miami of Ohio to only 14 first downs last week as opposed to their 22. It's been one possession games for NIU the past four weeks. Certainly, NIU is going to want to get out to an early lead and stay on the zip's throat going into this homecoming contest. As for Marcus Childers, if he does get the start, he had 144 passing yards and a touchdown last week. Maybe not as accurate of a thrower as Bowers, but he does add a different dynamic to the offense, being able to move on his feet. And so that certainly will be something that Akron maybe has uh, to change up what their approach is on defense to stop him, as they haven't gotten to see Marcus Childers a ton so far this season. Uh, Prior to that game against Miami of Ohio, only eight passes all season, five completions, for around 30 to 40 yards. As for the defense, we mentioned some of the injuries and how they're going to have to line up against them. They're essentially going in without three linebackers. They're going in with the four defensive linemen, two linebackers in Cole and Labus, and they'll be going in with three safeties in Terry Foster and McKelty Williams, as well as the two cornerbacks. It'll be an interesting look, defensively for them to see if they line Terry up more as a third safety or as they if they decide to put him in at the third linebacker spot it'll be interesting to find out uh, what they decide to do in terms of how they want to get to the quarterback still without uh, some of their best rushers Uh, I know Ben Leroy obviously we talked to him he's back in action but now they're going to be down Antonio Jones Davis for the year, how are they going to continue rushing the quarterback outside of uh, the front four? We'll definitely look into a lot of that. Players for Akron to look for. Kato Nelson is eight touchdowns and three interceptions so far this year, the sophomore quarterback. He's also their leading rusher with 136 rushing yards, so definitely a dynamic quarterback battle we could have between two uh, dual-threat quarterbacks come this Saturday. It has been a tough year so far for Akron under their first-year coach, Tom Arth. A loss last week to Buffalo, where they were held scoreless. A loss the week prior to Kent State, where they were held to three points. Losses to Massachusetts, Troy, Central Michigan, UAB, and Illinois. Yet to pick up their first win. They will go into Week 8 looking to end that drought and give Tom Arth his first win as the coach for the Zips. Before we go, let's get into the three and out. First Ball State now stands alone as the only undefeated team in the Mid-American Conference after Kent State fell to Ohio last week. The Bobcats will look to repeat their knocking off of an undefeated conference team when they head to Munson to face the Cardinals this Saturday. Second down and nine. Also this weekend in MAC play, Western Michigan University hosts Bowling Green. Buffalo hosts Central Michigan. Eastern Michigan will head to Toledo to face the Rockets, and Miami of Ohio and Kent State will do battle for sole possession of the Mid-American Conference East Division. And finally, two former Huskies are making steps in the right direction in the NFL. Former wide receiver Christian Blake has been brought on to the 53-man roster for the Atlanta Falcons, following the team trading away Mohamed Sanu to the Patriots. Fellow former Husky Sutton Smith, an All-American defensive end, is finally back on an NFL payroll, getting a practice squad position with the Jacksonville Jaguars. (laughs) Against an undefeated team, it might seem like a no brainer win for the Huskies, but with the mayhem that has been going on in the Mid American Conference, you just never know. Thanks for joining me. We'll be back with Mike Knapp next week. Until then, thanks for enjoying the Red Black Football Podcast.